You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. My time is yours. I was the last My man standing. I am the man, and the man feels no pressure. You are facing a fuel-injected suicide machine. Fear from the man that rules the world. And welcome to the Vicious Circle. Uh, Sid, uh, things have been kind of on lockdown lately, haven't they? We're doing a lot by Skype. Dude, it is lockdown, Rob. Of course, the gas is so cheap right now. It'd be great for you to make a road trip. No kidding. But no, it, it's, uh, it is lockdown. I think um, we're one of the last states right now. I'm sure when people hear this and when this airs, hopefully Arkansas will have been a, a, another state that went with the lockdown. But right now, we're not. Really? I noticed right. that there was a, a map that came up last night. I was looking at there's like seven or eight states that still aren't part of that. Eight. Is there eight? Yeah, I think us, Georgia, uh, Missouri, I think Missouri finally uh, jumped in there. Um, North, South Dakota um, was a state to the left there and a state to the right, um, right in that area. They're all right there together. Um, they're in the Northwest. That's true. They all were kind of in the middle-ish area, like you said. Everything else is coming from the shores. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, what do you think about that, Rob? Should they go ahead and shut down, or are they okay doing what they're doing? I honestly think they should shut down and then, you know, give it three weeks, and then this should be like 80% under control because the majority of the virus can't spread. Right. That's what I think too, Rob. I think if everybody shut down and really got tight with it, if if you are a state, and I think Arkansas is, as you and I are speaking right now, um, they're one of the states with very few cases. But if you don't shut down, the case is going to jump. And then we take the chance, I'm going to hope us in North and South Dakota and those other six, uh, five states or whatever it is, um, decide to do this because if, if it's false like all the other states and Louisiana is just right below us. We're actually on the you know state line there together in the south of Arkansas and the north part of Louisiana. I mean, what says that don't get to us? You know, then, you know, Louisiana right now is in third or fourth place for most cases, most deaths and everything. Well, as we see, it just takes one person with it, with it to spread it to at least four or five other people. And it goes right. fast after that. No, it does, Rob. And, then we're finding out more and more. That's what's so strange about this whole thing. Is, you know, why didn't they just say in the beginning, go ahead, take all precautions. Like, go ahead and wear the mask. <clears throat> Can't hurt. Now they're saying that we really need to wear the mask. Uh, it's, it's another preventative or another what they call it, um, mitigate. Well, see, and it, it's interesting, too. You know, I, I kind of get why they didn't because... You know, people talked about this to begin with, and there was this huge panic for toilet paper and sanitizer and everything. And even having not said to use it, and, and now we're struggling for masks, both both of our countries. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So can you imagine if they actually had said it back then, how bad we'd be right now? No, I don't, Rob. That's what I'm saying. Everybody needs to do the best they can, you know, um, 
like my uncle was telling me, I feel so stupid now listening to him thinking what a dumb old fart he was. I'm doing the same things. You know, take your stuff with you, your wipes if you have them, or alcohol. You know, when you go to the store, they say that's the most dangerous place to get this virus is at the store. Yep. You know, for us. So take your stuff with you. Uh, wipe down before and after you get back. And when you get home, wipe your stuff down before you put it up. That's what I'm going to do tomorrow. I'm just about out of everything I really need. So I'm going to make some <laughs> really we're like, it's like the old sharecropper days, but I'm making potatoes and, you know, boiled potatoes, you know. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm making mashed potatoes out of it, but the next step would be just potato stew, you know, with a little, you know, onion and carrot in that, and that'd be my meal for like the next six weeks. Exactly. Grilled potato with mashed potato and French fries. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, no, but that's what it's getting to, man. It's just, I mean, I'm really getting a little uh, cautious about leaving. Yeah, you know, last, just last week, Rob, I would have got up this morning and went to Sam's and uh, Walmart trying to get my stuff for the next week. And well, I'm really for the first time sitting here. Okay, what I'm going to do for the next few weeks? So I'm going to really get things like a, you know, I'm not going to get a small bag. I'm going to get a big bag of potatoes. I'm going to, you know, uh, my vegetables and I've, I've never froze any with anything, but I'm fixing to freeze my bread and I'm thinking about freezing some milk and just have a few things where. You know, where I could just sit around here and work around my yard and <clears throat> work on my stuff around here, my, you know, my truck and clean everything up and just find something to do for the next two months where I don't have to leave, you know? Well, no, exactly. Because one of the things that I've always been worried when I chat with you too, especially, luckily Arkansas is not that bad, um, because you had your lung surgery. They say right. any kind of respiratory surgery or infection can be well, that, hazardous. Well, that and I got a bad case of asthma. Yeah. Algae asthma, algae induced. But um, so, no, it's, it's got me worried. And I saw today where people have been asking that question, what about asthma? And they finally got back from them and said, yeah, asthma really set you up for a hard deal with this stuff. Yeah. Now, I don't, do you ever watch CNN? That's all I watch pretty much. Um, um, Chris Como from there has been tested yeah, he, positive. You got it. Yeah, but he's been coming on to do little bits and talking about how um, the scare that they put out wasn't 100% factual because the death rate, like you said, is low. It's, it's high-ish, like it's, compare the numbers now. But he goes, anybody that thinks this is just a type of flu is crazy because of the symptoms right. he's having. And right. I th- Go ahead. You go ahead. I was just going to say, I think it's amazing that he has this and still on the air talking about it because it does shed a lot of fact into all this chaos. Right. Well, um, what he says too, uh, Rob, is he explains, even if you're one of these people expected to get through this, it's not that easy. He's lost 10 pounds and this, he said he's eating more than he's ever eaten. Oh my God. You got it? No, no, no. Rob's got coronavirus. <laughs> That's coronavirus. it. Don't come near me. No. Uh, but no, um, no, he says how tough it is, you know, having that fever constantly and you know, even eating good. He said his wife's feeding him more than they, he's eaten since they were dating, you know, and, uh, uh, even eating well, he says he's lost 10 or 15 pounds. You could tell by the look on his face that he's trying to make a really good face for everyone. But, you know, last night watching him, his old neck's getting skinnier and you could tell he's, you know, thinking about this a little bit more. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he's definitely said it's definitely rough. Like it's not a it's not a cakewalk. <laughs> no. 
And uh, just by the way, that little cough, actually what it is, I don't think I've cleaned this place as much as I have in the past two weeks that I've been here. So there's still <laughs> dust kind of flying around because I'm always wiping stuff down. Yeah. So that's what it was. Down in this basement, I don't think I've ever dusted down here in like the, t- the entire time I've lived here. And now right. I've dusted like five times. So right. I'm, I'm swallowing all sorts of dust. <laughs> I did the same thing. But that's the thing too now. It's, it's making... Um, entertaining yourself that's i think that's the hardest part for people is the solitude especially in today's age right and then you don't have nothing to watch everything's reruns uh all the you know espn now is one of my favorite things to watch but uh they're saying i heard this this morning this is something that might interest you rob is that they said that uh you know making movies are going to be hard to do oh yeah they've shut down so many movies right exactly you know because so i don't think i've seen a crew on a on a major production less than 100 people Right. So that's what I'm saying, man. It's just, this deal is affecting everyone. Mm-hmm. Well, now, the one thing that's been coming up a lot lately is this show on Netflix, and I don't know if you've watched it, called uh, The Tiger King. No. No? <laughs> it is the most bizarre piece of film I think I've ever seen. It's a documentary about a gentleman in Oklahoma that owned a zoo kind of thing with tigers. And... His biggest rival was in Florida, and supposedly she killed her husband by feeding him to tigers. And then a guy came in to help ah. him and took over the zoo, and it's just utter soap opera chaos. Is it real? It's real. It's 100% real. The guy, I think I've heard that story somewhere. Oh, man. You can't even look at Facebook or anything now without any kind of post about it in some way, shape, or form. Really? Yeah. Even talk shows, you know, they're doing their, their shows from home, but that topic keeps coming up. Oh, I bet. It's, it's a crazy, crazy show. So people are now discovering Netflix, you know, because what else have you got? And uh, these really bizarre shows. I'm just going to pull up a real quick picture that I can show you because someone posted this about Trump. They basically took, wait for it. Oh, it went back. Darn it. (laughs) They basically took uh, Donald Trump and superimposed him over top of Joe Exotic. That's the guy's name. (laughs) Right? (laughs) He is, uh, in Oklahoma, he is a mullet-wearing, gay, redneck, gun-toting tiger owner. That's the phrase. This is a real story, real life. It's based on a real person. Yeah, like it's it's a documentary. So again, take that with a grain of salt because they're going to twist it the way they want in the story, but all the footage is real. It's just insane. That is insane. Yes. So that's what people are discovering, I guess, is, is getting into Netflix, getting into other streaming services or back to the TV. Rob, when do you think we'll see life go go back to being somewhat normal? I'm guessing in about a month and a half, mid-May to the end of Ju- like the beginning of June, somewhere in there. Yeah. I think it all depends where you're at and what your numbers are. Yeah. I think for sure if, if this thing takes over like they're talking about, uh, like this state and the, the other, other five states we're talking about or six, seven states, was it six or eight, they haven't done this. They might be the ones that drag out a little bit longer if they, you know, if it jumps these other states like it did the uh, New York, Louisiana, California, uh, Michigan, and these other places. Um, 
it could go a little longer now. I think globally it'll go longer than that because of it's just now hitting Africa, India, and stuff like that. Looking at the map this morning, um, those are still yellow areas, meaning not so bad. <clears throat> I can't see how it's not going to really jump over there. I mean, I like to hope to God it's not. Uh, I'm not wishing this on anyone, <clears throat> but I just can't see how it's not going to, you know, Rob. So, as far as globally, it'll probably last to the end of summer or longer. I think what they're trying to tell us too. I think every time they come out with this, the the task force for the White House, every they every time they come out, uh, every day they've got another. The dread goes a little longer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where at first it was 15 days, now it's it's at least 45 days. I think um, just looking at Italy this morning, they're still. Um, you know, the, the death toll is really there, too. Now, the cases coming in are starting to slack off, but the death toll comes still after that. So, I think, man, I don't know, man. Um, maybe June, July. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm hoping. In, in our two countries, I'm hoping it's going to be around that point. But, again, you're right. It depends on the population, how much they get behind what everyone's wow. doing. Because there are still so many people, you know, spring breaking and... Uh, they just had a big gathering in one of the parks. I don't know where it was. Um, and it was it was a protest against COVID-19. It's like, you protesting isn't going to change anything. It's a virus. No. It doesn't care. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, um, no, Rob, I just don't know. You know. I told a few people that I talk to quite often, that, and I, I still believe in what well, I know what I was going to say is that I saw yesterday and this morning where that wet market that this thing came from, it's already started back up. Okay. They actually showed, uh, uh, the bats and the rats and the, and the cage of dogs and cats. You can actually hear the cat meowing in the background. It's just ridiculous. Uh, that you no. Know, and then I forget who it was yesterday was saying, uh, they're trying to fight, you know, China to stop all that stuff. That is what we need to do as a, you know, as a whole as a group of nations, Canada, Japan, uh, of course, Japan is upset about this too, is get that stuff stopped, you know? Yeah. That really bothers me to see that. Um, just really does. And again, I think we talked about this too. It, it's, it's cultural because it, it honestly, it depends on where you're from, what your main course usually is growing up. Do you know what I mean? There are so many, so many countries that dog is one of their primary things. And uh, that really messes up some people when you, when you start cutting into their main, um, oh my gosh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Their main source of food. If you cut into that, it, it kind of messes up not only them, but their economy and the, the way they live. But uh, you're right. There are some areas that uh, can definitely survive without it. But possibly that food source is a cause for, you know, people need to look into it. Like if it's a bat that caused this, they need to look into that food source as a possible contaminant. Now, Rob, if we talked about why they said that bat was this food source, why the bat caused this? Uh, not that I know of. Okay. Well, this is what I saw. They did a little special on this three, four nights ago. It was on CNN, too. It was scientists. It wasn't someone guessing at this. What happened is they're guessing where they get most of these bats at are from Brazil, from the rainforest, or 
from Australia. And that's where those two fires were. And they said those bats were so stressed out. Now, we know the fires were direct, uh, directly to connected to climate change. Mm-hmm. Right? So those bats were so stressed out. We also know this, too, about bats. That bats have viruses all the time, but their their systems are really quick to get rid of those. So, but by, by w- when they were having this virus, you know, come attack the bats, the bats couldn't get rid of the virus because they were such stress from the smoke and all the the heat from the last you know three or four years from climate change. So they were actually excreting it probably from their eyes or other parts of their body, maybe from sores and stuff. So when they got them to that market, that wet market. That's what got on all the other food, and that's they've got that actually, it, this almost scientifically connected one thing to another, to where I mean it's too obvious, you know, and that's why they're showing those pictures of those people cleaning those bats right there on top of the other foods, uh, and again it showed the pictures of dogs and cats, and uh, and then another animal that you know I guess caused another. Uh, uh, outbreak of some sort just in you know, the last few years as well. They actually had those back in there in the market as too. You know, so one animal's already caused it once before, and the, the bats, if you call it an animal or whatever, a mammal, uh, now it's it, they're back on the scene. You know, it's just they've got to stop this. And then two were here in China. Uh, we got a bunch of new cases now. Now yeah. they're saying it's being brought in. Yeah, and they're also looking at can people who have had it get it again? Right. Rob, I'm telling you, I don't know if this thing's going to stop. I, I don't believe it will ever stop. But I believe right now if they can stall it long enough, um, a vaccine can be discovered and will help control it. But I don't think it'll ever. I think it's like the flu. It's going to be here forever. Right. It, it's, no, it, it's going to be learning to live with it. Yeah, we got to get somehow away from this and around. And everybody always compares this to the flu, the common cold and stuff. Guys, nobody's getting on ventilators and dying from that. Not at this number, you know. So to compare that is just stupid, you know. And especially, I put that video up um, um, that we talked about. I don't know if you actually got a chance to watch it yet, but I put it up on the Facebook page that explains exactly what happens here as opposed to the flu. Because this is more of a pneumonia that infects your lungs and makes it hard to breathe. Right. You know, whereas the flu obviously is more of a body thing. and right. So they're they're not related. I know they have the same symptoms, but they're not related. Now, Rob, I know this is now they're our world, not just our country, but in this case, our country is. I guess they're really starting to look at other things. Could start this. Uh, what do they call this pandemic? Yep. All right. So they look like they've got one. Another pandemic starting up. They've got it already isolated. And so on the far, the East Coast is right below New York in a small little area called Gloucester, Mass. They've got, right now, just one person has it. And they've got him quarantined in a single-bedroom apartment he has there. And um, the side effects are not like the uh, coronavirus. There's uh, no ventilators needed. Um, And right now, the only side effects or the symptoms we're seeing, or not me, the scientists, is just, you're just stupid. Really? (laughs) <laughs> that sounds like a horrible thing to have. No, no, it's the, but only one person has it right now. Uh, they're called just right now. They don't even have a name or initials for this. But they're uh, right now because they don't have a name or initials. They're just calling it the butt dumb. <laughs> you know, just butt dumb. You know, 
I don't know where that came from. But, um, <laughs> That'd be horrible. Uh, now we all have, and the, the weird side effects with this is there's no fever. Mm-hmm. There's no coughing. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have tremendous suicidal thoughts and um, you, you get on the internet. And I don't know what this is, but you troll people. So, it's, I mean, so it's the ultimate virus because it gets computerized. Exactly. It's going to go cyber, Rob. <laughs> so that one person out there at Gloucester, Mass, that has this butt dumb virus, hope you get well, stay in, and yes. uh, stay away from people. Isolate, isolate. <laughs> isolate, that's it. Now, Coin the one it. other thing that we were talking about is uh, there's a show that just started up again, second season on Vice, called right. Dark Side of the Ring. Right. You've been watching that fairly consistently? I watched, you know, I uh, watched the first season, saw all episodes, you know, after the first one was Brody and the next one, was I always thought was going to be the best one it was to me, was the Von Eric ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found out a couple of things I didn't know about the whole thing, that actually five brothers had died from one kid that fell in some water and uh, the first child uh, was real young and got electrocuted between a trailer and something. Oh, wow. So there was actually five brothers that died through that whole deal. To me, that was the most interesting one. I knew Carrie. I knew Kevin. Um, knew Kevin's sons a little bit. So that was good to see everybody I sort of knew. I thought that was one that's closest on the point. Uh, the rest of, the rest of them were, to me, were a little disappointing. And this, and the, the recent one I saw with Chris Benoit, and it should have been Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero. I don't want to go into all of it. But there were a lot of, because I know that whole deal a little bit better than you know i knew the other ones yeah um so uh, for instance and i'll just won't go into it we'll talk about it some other shows as well but one of the things is this it was misleading meaning when they talked about uh chris benoit and um dean malenko and perry saturn and actually there was another name that wasn't eddie Guerrero, it was shane douglas and they were all going to go to wwf and actually i had chris's last match in wcw where i put him over with the belt and they put my foot in the ring under the rope. Then they came through. They fired him and put the belt back on me the next night. Actually, Kevin Nash put it on me with Chris's finish and said that he'd won it from Chris Benoit through the, somehow through the night or something. Anyway, um, so they didn't tell all that. So what bothered me, Rob, about that is that I'm a big – you know this. I'm a big fan of Vice Fan, of some of their stuff. Yeah. Uh, some of their shows I really enjoy watching are funny. One of my favorites, Hate Thy Neighbor. Um, but one of the ones I really think have been, um, educational, like abandoned, for instance, where they talk about the water supply in California, which is real alarming. Um, uh, and all the other ones, I think, okay, there's some credit here. I'm wondering if some of these things aren't on the mark either. And I just don't know anything about it, which has swayed me more towards believing in climate change than I ever have before. So Viceland has sort of slapped themselves in the, you know, cutting their own throat here by putting out bad products. So now as a follower of Iceland for the first time, if, and really um, I've ever questioned them now. It's like, okay, is all this other stuff. Now I'm starting to see holes in some, or I'm thinking I'm seeing holes in some of their other product that I enjoyed that now I'm wondering, okay, is this just another way to glorify something that really is not glorified. Now I still believe in the water supply deal on abandoned, all the things on abandoned. I really liked. There were a couple that were uh, sort of corny, about uh, Canada, there was one of them where the, I'm sure the guy named uh, that does the show. Oh shoot, I can't even think of it right now. Um, he's from Canada. He's a skateboarder, 
And so um, they would have British Columbia or those yep. islands up there. And that was okay, but it was a little, you know, I didn't need to see that. But the other ones are real interesting. Uh, the one that Viceland did on um, um, the toxic waste about the ocean where all the garbage is. Now, I know that that, that really educated me. And I forget what those shows were called. Uh, Vice did, did a lot of cool stuff there. Uh, but now I'm looking at all these things that I really believed in. I go, okay, now what is real and what's not real now? Uh, they're doing that on wrestling. We know wrestling is wrestling, and it's not um, the Amazon, or it's not uh, these places that we want to try to protect. But don't give me something like that when you could have gone the extra step or two and got everything right uh, instead of just putting out something you think is good TV. So I know that's going to happen, uh, even something I enjoy. I do know this. I talked to a few people over the last couple of weeks. I didn't, I did, I didn't know this because I don't really keep up with uh, what everybody's saying. But I found out yesterday that most people, wrestling fans anyway, that are watching that, aren't enjoying it. Really? <clears throat> now yeah. I know uh, the the season opener that the, the Chris Benoit two parter. It it got some of the highest ratings it's ever had. But I wonder if that's not the sensationalism of the topic, too. Right, exactly. You know, they sort of, that was a buildup to get to that one. So, I mean, and they've, they had, um, they've been pushing that for a long time, you know, uh, for months and months. So that should be your best rating one, you know. And then also, I would think that that would have to be, there's nothing going to top that. So we'll see where that goes now. You can only, unfortunately, go down. Uh as a matter of fact, I didn't. This is the first time, too, Rob, that I didn't watch the next one. Not, um, I just after that one, I was so disappointed. And I think it drug out too long. And again, it should have been Eddie Guerrero and um, Chris Benoit. Now there was a few things in there. We'll talk about it in another show that really bothered me a little bit too, Rob. Um, it was about Eddie Guerrero. How people just, again, you look back at that show. How people just come numb. I didn't realize Eddie had. It was these numerous overdoses and stuff like that where his wife, Vicky Grell, actually left the house one time and sort of said she sort of hoped that he um, You're on your would own. pass away. Yeah. You're on your own. That, Rob, is what I've been talking to you about for a long time, uh, about yeah, it, like, people and Chris that got into that situation. Now, I still believe, and I'm going to believe this, that for Chris, it was a lot of the depression. And I'm sure the CTEs didn't help either, um, but he put himself in a bad spot. Um, he had been turned down from WWF several times. He went in on a tough note. They didn't bring in Shane Douglas. They told Dean Malenko he was too small, and they fired Perry Saturn. So Chris was just the next to go on that deal. Um, so, again, there was a lot of, you know, when you hear other stories about it, there was a more of a what I would like to see talked about was that. You know, is that how the, the the world in this business puts a person like Chris in that situation, or Eddie in that situation, or any of the other guys have have fallen in that situ in a situation like that? Um, it's just it's a recipe for stress, depression, and um, it just it takes a toll. And I think those two, unfortunately, situations with Chris and Eddie were much more than just um, a bad heart and. Um, CTE. Well, and see, that's just it too. That 
you could look at that uh, just even if you look at Benoit with the with the CTE and depression. That's probably a good eighty percent of it. But there are still other right. factors involved, and I think you'll find that with everybody, especially like Guerrero and and other people in that industry that have passed far too soon. You know? Right. Exactly. So yeah, I can I can see that being a huge topic that we can touch in, but uh, to try and get into it here, that's going to take like hours. <laughs> it would it would Rob? But again, it's um, I'm a little disappointed. I was I'm still a fan of Viceland after that episode. I was a little less of a fan of it, thinking, okay, now what are, what else are they fooling me on, or tricking me into believing? Um, I mean, a lot of the other like I said, the other shows I really enjoy, abandoned. With I think the guy's named Rick something does that show I like uh, um, those other ones uh, hate that neighbor it's it's a, it's a funny way of putting a light on things that we need to look at like racism that's what hate that neighbor is a lot about uh, Jamali is a really cool guy I like watching that but now I'm wondering if he's not a fake too you know I mean they've taken some bad subjects hate that neighbor and really made them interesting like the sovereign citizens now. Jamali, too, watching this, he'll get with, a, say, a Ku Klux Klan or white supremacist. And sometimes by the end of the show, he really likes the guy, you know, and they like him, too. You know, so it's, it's really funny to see that. So to me, I enjoy that. I haven't seen any holes in that that would uh, discourage me from watching that one or the ones about abandoned. I don't see him doing no new ones. Um, and again, uh, again, I'm just disappointed um, to where they could have taken a couple extra steps and um, made that more real and, and not, I don't know, just not try to pull the wool over people's eyes. Well, I think that it definitely shows the power of media and the responsibility of people, you know, because so many people just blindly watch the news and depending on what news you watch is what news you get, whether it's right. factual or not. So y you have to take what you watch with a grain of salt, even shows that you think are documentaries like Lion, like I say, Lion King, oh my gosh, Tiger King. Even right. that show, um, it's all filmed, you know, live, but the way they make it portrayed may not be 100% accurate. Right. So you always got to do your background. No, you're right, Rob, you do. Well, I think on that note, why don't we get to a question and see what people have for us? All right. My time is yours. And now it's time for our question. We have got Mike from Virginia. What's your question, Mike? Hey, Sid, uh, and Rob, man, love the show, love what you guys have been doing. Uh, Sid, can you tell me the elephant story? The elephant story? The elephant story. Um, is that uh, Dembo the elephant in the in the book we read as children? I, I, I heard there was a rumor that you played tug-of-war with an elephant. You know what? There was. Uh, the, 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 that did actually happen. That was at a, a Canadian event, Rob. See, um, we know talent. At, well, what it was, it was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, what it was is like Toronto has this big world fair, a big fair up there every year. Canadian right National there. Exhibition. Right, exhibition. That's what it was. And actually, I was there to play softball, but my elbow was so inflamed, I couldn't swing a bat. Uh, but I still did the tug of war thing with the elephant. <coughs> uh, i never forget that. So that that's true. Um, good question. Man, that's that's like the first time I've ever heard that. But I, I believe, I, and I'm having to say that I'm guessing that's what happened. If my memory is correct on that. Excellent. Thanks a lot, Mike. Awesome oh, yeah. question. 
You've been listening to the Vicious Circle Podcast. Your host, Sid Udi. Co-host, J. Robert Bellamy. Additional research by Pete Marsh. The Vicious Circle Podcast was produced by Two Cousin Road Trip Media, a division of JX3 Media Productions. The intro music, Omega Amigo, was by The Shaman. All rights to the podcast are held by Sid Udi.